That's what makes us tough. We keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah, 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 yeah. Detroit, Michigan. Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully historical comeback. Welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. Smith with some very special guests today. Sheafy McFly, the artist, will be here. As will Molly Hubble, Farm Operations Coordinator of Keep Growing Detroit. And we'll finish up with Olivia Kusherson, a fabulous artist with some fabulous work that we're going to hear all about. And it's all about Opportunity Detroit. And it's all happening right now. First up on Opportunity Detroit, Molly Hubble, Farm Operations Coordinator of Keep Growing Detroit. She is, in fact, the coordinator. Prior to moving to Detroit in 2012, Molly lived and worked in Vermont, where she studied plant and soil science and received a B.A. from the University of Vermont. And for nearly two decades, she's developed her farming skills, working in different capacities on organic farms, community gardens, nurseries in both her native New York, also in Vermont, and now here in Detroit. And I'm told Molly is always excited to share her love for farming with others. And we're going to give her that opportunity right now on Opportunity Detroit. Molly, welcome to the program. Hi, Paul. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Tell us about the Keep Growing Detroit work, their mission, your mission. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I could could go on and on. But the long and short of it is that Keep Growing Detroit's mission ultimately is a food sovereign city. And that's a city, um, a vision we have for the city where um, over 50%, a majority of all the fruits and vegetables that are being consumed by Detroiters in the city are also being grown here by Detroiters themselves. And uh, that's a pretty lofty goal, but uh, we're getting there with uh, all of our programming. That is a lofty goal. And how, how close are we with all your programming? You know, it's like it's a hard it's a hard metric, right, to uh, to keep track of. But um, we just keep going at it. We run a program called the Garden Resource Program. It's been around for more than a decade at this point, um, and it's like our it's our major program. Um, with this work, we provide all the basic gardening um, materials uh, to growers in Detroit, Highland Park, and Hamtramck included. Got to keep them in there. Um, throughout the season. So for only $15 a year, uh, Detroit Highland Park and Hamtramck residents um, pick up seeds, transplants, row cover, trellis netting, and have access to all of our um, education classes throughout the season, and all with the intention of helping them grow their own food uh, wherever they live. Um, 15 that's it? $15 per year gets them all of those services? (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Um, yes. It's pretty amazing. I know. And if you are um, a little bit bigger, like you engage members of your community or neighborhood and you're growing, or you are a teacher and you want to have a school garden, um, or you're big enough that you want to start selling your produce, we call those market gardeners, 
Um, there's a, a second tier, um, and it's $30 a year, and you get more than double the amount that you would um, of seeds and transplants and uh, resources um, as the family gardens. So for $30, even more resources. Um, so, yeah, um, that's an option, too, for people. That is, that's truly incredible. And the, and the good news, too, keep growing Detroit. The KGD online stores featuring fresh vegetables, herbs, fruits, transplants, honey, uh, and uh, various uh, keep growing Detroit swag. And if, you, <laughs> if you're online, uh, be on the lookout for items marked grown in Detroit, and 100% of profits from these items go right back to the local farmer that grew them. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, and this is a program that I, uh, I um, am, you know, attached to here at Keep Growing Detroit. Um, Grown in Detroit really is a training program for market gardeners. Um, we give them access to, again, our, our online store um, for sales. And we also um, will be starting back up with our stall at Eastern Market on Saturdays. And... KGD foots the bill for all of the, you know, marketing expenses, the stall fees, you know, rubber bands and clamshells for like packaging produce. Um, but if whatever they want to grow, if they get it to those market opportunities, either the store or our Saturday Eastern Market stall, um, if they sell $10 worth of tomatoes, they get $10 right back to them. Um, mm. It's a pretty incredible program. Um yeah, <laughs> I love it. That is a great program. And and uh, let me also uh, remind our WJR Opportunity Detroit uh, listeners that if you're interested in volunteering at Keep Growing Detroit, or as they like to affectionately say, KGD, um, <laughs> you can do that at Eastern Market. Uh, you can join them at at the KGD Farm on Tuesdays from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to noon, throughout the entire month of June. Where is the KGD Farm? I know, right? It's actually, it's an amazing spot. So we are right in the the heart of the um, Eastern Market District. So we're actually really close to the DeQuinder Cut um, and uh, the sheds for Eastern Market. So we're at um, 1850 Erskine Street. Um, that's our physical address. But if you come to the market regularly enough, you've probably noticed that there is a, uh, you can't miss our two big high tunnels. Um, and there's a farm right next to the parking lot where you would go to park to go to Saturday Market. And that is us. Um, so we're right there. That's the real. De it's a real working farm. What are you growing there? Oh my gosh, <laughs> how much time do we have? Um, we grow many different things. Um, chief among them, we grow out um, in partnership with Earthworks Urban Farm. Um, all the transplants that we end up giving to Garden Resource Program members. So a large percentage of our growing is dedicated to transplant production. Um, we've got over 19, <laughs> 1,900 members, member gardens in the garden resource program right now. So we crank out a lot of transplants annually. Um, but in addition to that, we grow um, a wide variety of uh, fruits now and vegetables and herbs. 
Um, we have a large uh, kind of like part of our mission is really to educate people on how to grow many different things. So the farm really is um, it, it we produce a lot of food, but we also are producing a lot of educational opportunities. So we grow a wide variety of things as like a demonstration. Um, so tomatoes for sure you know, carrots and, and greens for sure. But also like this year we're trialing artichoke, which is just something that we want to experiment with so we can pass that knowledge along to growers. Well, this is such a great resource. And for people who didn't, didn't even know you existed, this is a wonderful opportunity, uh, eye-opening experience uh, as the <laughs> farm you. operations coordinator of Keep Growing in Detroit. And I know that uh, our listeners would like to support your work. Now, I know one way is to buy, obviously, but what other ways can people support your work? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, by visiting our online store um, and uh, coming to see us, you know, in person, safely at Eastern Market on Saturdays. Um, you also reference those uh, volunteer opportunities, you know, um, for folks who want to, like, put in their sweat equity. We love having people on the farm. Um and then we have a couple, you know, other uh, fundraising opportunities. Um, we're currently are always accepting donations to our Black Farmer Land Fund. Uh, more information on that is available at our website. Um, and my goodness, also by joining the Garden Resource Program um, and becoming a part of our community of growers, um, you know, it kind of it benefits us because we get to learn about how you're growing, but, uh, you know, it's it's a mutual benefit. So folks get resources and we get to kind of, um, uh, you know, experience how other people are growing their own food. And, and, uh, so yeah. So join the garden resource program. Molly Hubble is with us. Farm operations coordinator, keep growing Detroit. Walk us through, uh, joining the garden resource program and, and what exactly that entails, what we have to do and what we get out of that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So every year we put an application together. Um, it's available in print as well at our office um, in Eastern Market, um, as well as online. So there, you know, COVID really kind of changed. <laughs> it changed. It had an incredible impact on our work. Um, on everything. We, on everything. On life, right? Right. Um, but the Garden Resource Program application is available online in English and Spanish. Um and you can apply online um, electronically, um, and you can also pay for it online. So $15 a year for a family garden um, and $30 a year for community school or market garden. Um, and then four times a year, well, it used to be four, now it's three, three times a year. So <laughs> April, <laughs> right, April, May, and um, June, uh, there are distributions of seeds and transplants. And due to COVID, those are now happening uh, in a contactless way so that we have people um, come to the farm to pick up. They're, you know, given a time to kind of like drive through um, the line and pick up their plants so that everyone's being as safe um, as possible. Um, and we're actually at the tail end of what we call hot crop distribution in May. But um, for folks who are just uh, hearing about this now, um, we still have fall crop distribution in, um, in July or June, rather. July, sorry. 
Um, so there are still seeds and transplants and resources for folks who are coming on a little bit later. And of course, that also gives you access to all of our classes, which due to COVID are happening on Zoom right now. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can hop on online or you can shoot us an email or you can swing by the office for a print copy of the application. DetroitAgriculture.net, still the place That's to correct. go? Yep, exactly. DetroitAgriculture.net, you'll meet Molly Hubble, Farmer Operations Coordinator, Keep Growing Detroit. You'll learn all about the KGD farm and how you can participate. For just $15 a year, you're going to receive uh, technical support from their experienced staff, seeds, Detroit-grown transplants, other essential gardening resources. And uh, that's just $15 per year. That's, uh, that's unbelievable. Molly, keep up the good work. Well, thank you so much. Happy to welcome to Opportunity Detroit, Tashif Shifi McFly Turner, a born and raised Detroiter and Motown's Renaissance man. He's a multifaceted artist, a College for Creative Studies alumni, and a well-rounded independent entrepreneur. Shifi created several different local platforms to help many creatives polish their craft before they reached success. And in many cases, superstardom. Shifi has over 20 murals in the city of Detroit, spreading his Shifi faces and many different styles on walls all over the state of Michigan, making his signature style become really prolific. From his cubist, surrealist, and pop art influences, Shifi creates his own subconscious gesture figures that grow stronger with every painting completed, implanting his strength of mass production Shifi has sold hundreds of prints and originals, one-time runs steady, proving his own prolific nature, becoming an artistic force that cannot be unnoticed. That's quite an introduction. Even if I say so myself, I didn't write it, but it's pretty good, Shifi. Oh, thank you. I wrote it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you did a very—I want you to write my introduction from now on. Very well done. So, Thank you so much. tell me, uh, tell us about your background. Okay, um, well, I'm a born and raised Detroiter. As long as I lived, I wanted to do art. So, like, when I grew up as a kid, I always wanted to paint. Um, I went to Detroit School of Arts, uh, College for Creative Studies. Um, and then I started doing freelance around 19 to 20. So, I learned my way through the art world by literally living in Detroit uh, watching the whole scope of things change culturally as far as like, uh, new artists arising and stuff like that. So, uh, I feel like I'm just a, a product of my environment, like seeing, um, Tyree Guyton and watching Sidney James and a lot of other different muralists and artists, uh, really inspired me. And then from there, I did a lot of traveling. Uh, I do a lot of shows in LA and stuff like that. And I feel like that helped me just round my, artistic vision over the past i'll say seven years i've been really tapping back into art however i've been painting my whole life you know you said that you've wanted to do this ever since you were a little kid and oftentimes right or wrong little kids who have big ideas which clearly shifi you did and have oftentimes 
No matter where they grow up, they oftentimes put themselves somewhere else instead of right at home, in your case, right here in Detroit. I know you went out and did work on the West Coast and other places, but you never left Detroit as your home. Why do you think that is? I feel like Detroit is my grounding zone. I feel like I was blessed to be born here. Um, I feel like I'm a Detroit ambassador everywhere that I go. The order that I got once I realized uh, techno is from Detroit and invented by black men and learning about Jay Dilla and just learning about different um, Charles McGee. It's just so much rich cultural. It's so much rich culture here. Like, I, I can't even think about everything. Motown, you know, um, even with, like, the bad boys, the Pistons. There's so much stuff that inspired me and influenced me here. I always wanted to show the world how great Detroit was, like my perspective of Detroit. So that's what really kept me home uh, for so long. And that's why a lot of my murals is an ode to Detroit. Like even with me studying Keith Herring, I invented a character called Jitman. And he looked like a Herring Nest Keller uh, character dancing on the wall. And he's doing like this symbolic jit pose, uh, like a Detroit dance. So I, I really try to write my love stories on the wall for Detroit so the whole world can see what we're about, like on in my murals, because murals is public art and it reflects everybody that comes to it. So it's a love letter to the neighborhood as well as to the tourists, you know, just dropping hidden gems and stuff like that. I feel like I'm one of Detroit's secret ambassadors, and I, I hope to just leave a presence for the next 500 years. Well, good for you. I mean, that's uh, that's wonderful to hear. Shifi McFly is here. Uh, over 20 of his murals gracing our city of Detroit. I want to know a little more about your art that you came to naturally and through hard work at the Detroit School of Arts and the College for Creative Studies. Tell me about your work. Uh, what makes it unique? And and especially uh, the when when people recognize what you're doing, they refer to your sheafy faces. Educate me on all of this. Okay. My sheafy faces, I, I started on, i say a few years ago, I had a breakthrough. I w- it was the beginning of the year. And I have like a style when I always draw faces all over the canvas. But I was just looking at the piece. I was just looking at a piece for a long time. And I wanted to make volume, you know, to make it stand on its own weight. So I was inspired by like, you know, like a Renaissance bust when it's just the head and the shoulders. I would do sketches like that subconsciously, um, starting off with chalk pastel. So I filled my whole room up with chalk pastel drawings, just drawing different faces. At first, it was a regular face with the nose twisted. And it's like, okay, i add three eyes. Okay, let me add four eyes and two lips. And I just kept <laughs> switching the formula every time, every time. And I was just pushing myself so hard. And then I went from soft pastels to putting them onto canvas. And once they became on the canvas, they, they grew once uh, the acrylic touched it. And then from there, I did wood cutouts. So I actually cut out the frame of the head and like post it on the wall. And then that's when people really started to pay attention. And then um, from there, I started incorporating the sheafy faces into the murals. So now it's like, you know, they're monuments in some communities. Like people are now like, oh, that's a sheafy face. Um, and then from the murals, I brought it back to the merchandise. So I'm really trying to make it a whole, how can I say? Cause I'm inspired by cubism. I'm inspired by pop art and surrealism. But I feel like this is my own artistic movement. 
Uh, usually with artistic movements, you need more than one person to make it to be. You know, um, like um, Surrealists, they were a group of writers and um, videographers. It, it wasn't just Dolly. It was way more than Dolly. Just like with Cubism, it was way more than Picasso. You know, so, uh, however, I feel like with my sheepy faces, it's just me. So I really don't have the... Um, the crew around me, but I do have the essence of a whole art revolution within my sheepy faces. So that's why I want to start stamping the time so I can have my own realm instead of people thinking it's just a Picasso copy because it's so much more than that. Every face that I do, I make it subconsciously, so I'm not thinking of what I'm making. I can pick all my colors at random and everything. So it, it's literally the energy that goes through me and I flow through the canvas. There's it's nothing more, nothing left. I don't even think anymore. I just breathe it. Wow. And now there's the Monroe Street Midway. That uh, that was the site of the 1,500-car drive-in from over the winter. Uh, it's the future site of the Monroe Blocks development to being transformed by, of course, our friends at Bedrock, Detroit, located right by Campus Marshes Park, Cadillac Square, the corner of uh, Monroe and Randolph. And I do believe, Sheafy McFly, you are going to paint one of your famous murals uh, right there. Yeah, actually, it's already up. The roller rink is open now. It's, it's so it's like it was such a long process, and I, I felt like I pushed myself so hard. Like um, I really want to thank Bedrock and Library Street Collective for picking me and thinking of me to do such a project that reflects our city in such a positive light. Like I, I, I really love that when I go down there and just see so many people lined up just to go and skate and be in front of my mural and everything. And even uh, Metro Signs that printed it up, shout out to them as well, who put the mural all around the drive-in screen. I feel like it's a whole art installation and an ode to Detroit culture with um, just Detroiters loving the roller skate. And even um, with Rollercade, they're like basically handling all the skating and everything like that there, and which is cool because they're one of the only black-owned roller skating rinks in Detroit and on the southwest side. So just to have so many different black influences in the heart of Detroit means so much. It means so much. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. Well, and they're lucky to have you a part of it. And you clearly think, and maybe you've always felt this way, Shifi, but somewhere along the way you obviously uh, uh, thought and now think that public art is very important. Tell me a little bit about that. Public art is so important. It is so important. I feel like um, growing up, I used to see a, a negative um, view of public art in people's minds because that's when people think of graffiti, someone defacing property and such. But I remember being young and just seeing Tyree Guyton and the Heidelberg Project and how he was just expressing himself. So I feel like that was my first known view of public art other than like the um, graffiti artists that I've seen growing up, like Elm or a turtle and stuff like that, which I consider art as well. Um, Detroit at the, at one point in time viewed public art and not like it was just blight. It was just cover up walls and stuff. They really didn't like it. I feel right. like the, the right turn was with murals in the market. When murals in the market really started bringing artists and helping bring up different Detroit artists like myself, they helped me with, like, one of my first murals uh, that led me to my next one and my next one. 
you know, and I really started seeing, like, I can just write love letters on these walls. Like, I'm speaking to my people. I'm speaking to each neighborhood that I know about. I'm speaking to everybody that's around, and it really brings a color and energy everywhere that is put, you know. So I feel like public art is really a reflection of the community, and we need more artists caring about the community. That's why we need less artists coming to Detroit um, that's not painting for Detroit. Like, if you're here, you have to reflect the environment. You have to love the city because that's what we need right now. And that's why I feel so good to be a part of so many it's so many prolific muralists right now um, and public artists that's really going crazy for Detroit. You know, and we are, I feel like we all are kind of in tune with putting knowledge on the wall, putting life on the wall. We bring life to all of these walls that we do. You know, it, we have lived, we, the non-artists, the people who enjoy your work, um, we have lived through a rather rapidly transition of criticized graffiti to embraced murals and you know that kind of happened rather quickly what do you think was at the heart of that happening the change of heart that people had with what they used to call negatively graffiti and what they now embrace as as murals it it was so many things that led to that like uh, even I had my own battle. Uh, I was painting for the city of Detroit, and I got arrested because the police thought I was doing graffiti. So I felt like even that moment happening two years ago, like really shed light on the oxymoron of celebrating murals. However, um, buffing all the graffiti walls and not being able to tell the two, it shows the the generational gap of who's pushing what, like in these offices and stuff like that. It it has to be more alignment. And I feel like uh, alignment has been happening with um, different community bases. Like they're, they're taking charge and having us paint murals and stuff like that. And I feel like the more, how can I say? I'm trying to think of the best way. Um, the more conversations like this that we're having, we right. can spread it's on a difference. We can spread knowledge on the difference of um, defacing property and murals. Because even with sometimes graffiti is beautiful in its own sense. Like, that's why I really love traveling to L.A. Like, it, it's some different communities that have a whole wall that you can just spray paint on at any time. And it's free reign. You know, so it's not like it's people trying to do gang signs and stuff. It's artists merely expressing themselves. Like, uh, the same thing when I went to Atlanta, it's like a, a street tunnel that's just full of graffiti um, and it's free reign just to let artists express themselves. So I feel like in Detroit, um, cars are our number one export. Creativity is. And we really need to put creativity in the forefront. Well and done. we need to really see that murals and public art is more than just defacement. Well done. Uh, well explained. Well We'll accept it as a as a good education from the artist Tashif Sheehy McFly Turner. Uh, Sheehy, how do we get you? What's your website? Uh, SheehyMcFly.com. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot, so at Sheehy McFly. Twitter the same thing at Sheehy McFly. Um, my Facebook is Tashif Turner, um, and I'm riding my bike up and down the street all the time, so I'm not too hard. <laughs> well, be careful out there. Wear your helmet. 
Oh yeah, I wear I wear a helmet from time to time, but you know I got some finger wags, so I can't I can't mess my hair up like that. Oh, for goodness sakes, <laughs> Chiefy, protect your noggin. That's where all the creativity starts. Protect right. your head. Wear You're that right. helmet. <laughs> You're right, Paul. I'm gonna get me a helmet. All right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Keep up the all good right. work. Be careful. Finally, Olivia Gutterson is an interdisciplinary artist based in Detroit, deeply influenced by the textures, landscapes, and patterns of her upbringing in the Southwest, as well as her Jewish and black heritage. She works predominantly in black and white for its stability, intensity, and honesty, while incorporating ancestral patterns and narratives. In 2020, she curated her first exhibition, the Space Between at the Ann Arbor Art Center. Presently a resident of Sibyl Shrine and AS220's practice, practice, her work has been shown at the Museum of Contemporary Art, Detroit, the Arab American National Museum, Art Week Miami, where well, the list goes on and on. Clearly, Olivia, you are an accomplished artist, and it's a pleasure to welcome you to Opportunity Detroit. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. It is my pleasure. And it's all about now something we've been talking about earlier with Shefi McFly and others. Monroe Street Midway, the site of the 1,500-car drive-in from over the winter and the future site of the Monroe Blocks development being transformed by Bedrock Detroit into an outdoor recreation area. What is it you've been asked to contribute, Olivia, to this project? Yeah, First of all, it's such an amazing opportunity and space that Bedrock has curated for the community. Um, but myself, and in collaboration with a local poet, uh, Jessica Caremore, we created a 75-foot mural that really is kind of a love haiku, a series of love haikus to Detroit. Wonderful. And uh, your art will be on display with other artists of note, uh, located right by Campus Marshes Park in Cadillac Square, at the corner of Monroe Street and Randolph. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Olivia, and, and some of your background. Yeah, um, I am an artist and muralist uh, based here in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, and like you said, I'm really interested in embedding patterns and wisdom uh, from my ancestry in the work that I do. Um, and I'm really committed to activating my imagination so that I'm tapping into my truth and creating honest expressions of myself. Um, and really just interested in like whimsy and and honesty and truth and um, creating work that is dynamic. You you know, there's been a move afoot from very traditional uh, museums and such to bring their art outside to people in their neighborhoods, in their business districts, in a, a variety of uh, ways. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy, Olivia Guderson, uh, about the importance of public art which is what your art will be, very public. Yeah, I think it's huge. I think it's the way people see themselves as a part of the community that they're in and reflecting their own stories. And art needs to be accessible. It should be accessible. It really is for everybody. And so really bringing it out and putting it on display and even going beyond that and making work for the community and in community is incredibly valuable and important. And I'm really loving that we're seeing a lot more of that. Um, also on the heels of this past year, creating opportunities for creatives and artists to make work and show work in their community is, is very, very important. 
How important is it to you personally and to your work to be, in fact, a Detroit-based artist? Yeah, Detroit um, has meant everything to me. Um, I, I, I've had a son here, you know, and so this is my community. It's the community that I am growing in, learning in, invested in. Um, and to be able to have art in the community is so important and to have it on display. And, um, and again, this was a collaboration of with me and Jessica Caremore, who is a Detroit artist and creative as well, as well as just the whole entire um, Monroe Midway is a lot of local artists. And so it really is this, this hub and this love of Detroit. And it wouldn't be possible to do it without this incredible community here. I, I believe uh, that we keep referring to Jessica Caremore and, uh, and our guest Olivia uh, Guterson, who are, are working or have worked on this major mural. Um, and you mentioned you had your son. I think she has a son, and I think the sons are kind of following in their mom's footsteps. <laughs> what's what's the story there? Yeah, um, so my son is 10 months old, and uh, Jessica's son is uh, 14 years old, and they both were out um, painting. My son maybe more just encouraging me. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. But they... <laughs> Wait a minute. 10 months old? <laughs> He's a lot younger than I expected. I don't picture him holding a, a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's definitely the the creative director. No, I um <laughs> I baby I baby wore him and carried him for most of the mural. Um, but yeah, I think and again, I think it's really important that we create opportunities for families and not just you know for families to partake in, but to make together. And so I'm really grateful that I was able to you know make this work with my son there, and and also you know for Jessica's son to come out and help paint was uh, phenomenal, and you know also be you know, be an elder to my child and seeing that this is what family looks like. This is what community looks like. And we all help each other out. And so, you know, when I see this, the work that we've created, it's very much a gift for Detroit and, and the community, but it also is a labor of love of, you know, me and Jessica and our children. And again, I hope that this is the doorway for more opportunities for, you know, working creative moms to make work in the city, you know, with their children. Sure. Working creative moms, making work and opportunity for others in fact, what would you think, or do you have planned, what's what's next for this mural? Yeah, um, so we have the intention of the mural being moved into a space that is for youth or children. Um, so it's going to go on and have a second life after this. Uh, we haven't identified where that's going to be yet. It definitely will stay in the city. But um, really, this you know, we didn't look at it as like painting a wall. Like We looked at it as like a portal of possibility and, and a truly just making something that was our love of Detroit and the children and the youth. And so knowing that it's going to have, you know, a multiple tiered life is really important for us um, and all of the energy that we embedded into this. And so, yeah, it's, it'll, it'll show up again at some point um, after it leaves the Monroe Midway. But it's definitely not staying there. Uh, it'll stay there throughout the, um, the course of the roller rink, but then afterward it's going to find a, a home in either a youth center or a school or something once we identify mm -hmm. where that'll be. Mm -hmm. Olivia Gutterson is with us, uh, who, along with Jessica Kerr Moore, these artists who created this mural, and now for the Monroe Street Midway, uh, featuring four half-court basketball courts, one multi-use sports court, displays of original artwork, performances by local DJs, outdoor fitness classes, an outdoor roller rink, and a concession stand. So you're, you're a part of something very, very big for the neighborhood. Yeah, and it is such an honor. And I think, you know, in this time as we're figuring out how to safely enter into the world and be in community that 
something like this is so needed and so necessary. Um, I went down there for the opening and it was really lovely and it felt really safe and vibrant and lively. And it was just so nice to be in community and with art and food and music. And yeah, it's, it's a really wonderful, wonderful space. It's been curated and created for the community. Well, it sounds, it sounds wonderful. I congratulate you and Jessica, Olivia. Any last thoughts you'd like to leave us with on this work and the work you've been doing and the work you plan on doing? Yeah, I think if people are motivated to be creative, I hope that they just keep making and know that there's community here that's supporting them and seeing them and um, that there's so many things that are possible that we don't even know yet. Like, I would have never thought that this would be an opportunity, and I'm so grateful that it is. And so, yeah, I think just being committed to creating if that's your calling. Um, and I also just want to say thank you to you, Paul, for answering or asking me such thoughtful questions about the installation. Well, the one thing I didn't ask you, if you could sum up, if you were to look at the mural, what would you describe to me? Yeah, uh, when I look at it, I see something that is joyful and hopeful and fun and whimsical. Um, and I see just Jessica's beautiful words and poems. Um, I think there's a series about 36 haikus that she put up there um, that we embedded in the work. And it's just really beautiful and, and growing and vibrant and yeah, it makes me really happy, and so I'm, I hope that it makes other people happy as well. I'm sure that your happiness will come through the work and therefore generate our happiness when we experience it. Congratulations. Keep up the good work, and good luck with your, your son. What's his name? His name is Nalo. It means beloved. Beautiful. I See, I was going to say, but I don't, I don't mean this in a, anything but a positive way, you kind of remind me of what we used to know as hippies. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if they exist anymore, but I'm saying it in a in a complimentary, free spirit kind of way. Yeah, no, he's um, he's with me everywhere. I think this is about our fifth mural since he's been born. Um, wow. And so, yeah, I think I think that's the gift of art, and you know, also Detroit is like being able to see and create opportunities that are dynamic that reflect our lives and you know being being a mom like i'm so grateful that art has allowed me to mother and create Absolutely. at the same time beautiful olivia gooderson continued success to you thank you for being with us i appreciate it thank you i hope you have a good one i hope you do too as uh, we wind up our opportunity to try thanks to shifi mcfly molly hubble and of course olivia gooderson and to you for joining us and i hope you'll wake up with me in the morning Monday through Friday, starting at 6.